First of all, I would like to bring greetings from the children of God in Lake Worth, Florida, and along the way we stopped to visit with uh, Jerry and Lillian Cooper, and we saw Ted, their son-in-law also, and we saw Sheila Savala there in Melbourne, and also we met with, at that same time, Roy and Werner Davidson happened they were going through going toward Lantana and we so we got together with them there and then they also wanted to for us to bring greetings along the way then we stopped in South Carolina and uh, they asked that I would bring greetings from them also to everyone here but above all, we want to bring greetings from the Heavenly Father this morning, even as we have already been greeted with the words from Brother Wilfred. We have heard a lot already about Mother's Day, about the preciousness of mothers, and truly what Wilfred brought out is so very true that without mothers none of us would be here we could not be here so how precious are mothers don't any of you young or old alike think that mothers have not an important role in this life because you have very, very important roles in this life. And first of all, taking care of a husband and taking care of your children and as Wilfred brought out, taking care of visitors that come, speakers that come and so forth. But above all, how important it is for you young mothers especially to teach your children to bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord Jesus Christ to teach them the love that God has had for us when he sent his only begotten son Jesus Christ to suffer and to die for us to teach them the love of Jesus when he loved each one of us so much that he was willing to give his life to suffer and to die on the cross to die for us to take our sins upon himself oh we can go on and on the importance of the mothers in this world and we heard that our first mother, Eve, and so many of the other mothers, Sarah, and there were many other mothers that were spoken of in the Bible, and they all 
had a very important role in this life. But, of course, the most important one we heard about was our blood mother, Jesus Christ, who has given us life. For without him we could not have life. We would be as dead. And Wilfred took and touched on many places of scripture. In fact, even on a very very same portion that I had taken for a text, but nevertheless we'll go through with what I had planned to speak on today, what God had placed on my heart. But beginning, before I go into a text, I want to say first of all, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ be multiplied unto each and every one of you this morning, hour of grace. And may the love of God be with each one of you this Mother's Day. And may you remember your precious mothers. I think back, my mother who passed away just about 15 years ago, I have to also say how thankful I am that she took the time, even though I was obstinate and and many times didn't want to listen, but she wanted to bring that word, a living word unto me, because she knew it was so important. She wanted me to be a child of God. Mothers cannot give faith to their children, but they sure can teach them of the love of God. And, as the Bible says, that faith comes by hearing, and hearing from the Word of God. So how important it is to teach our children and to bring them to the hearing of the word, bring them to Sunday school, to church, and teach them at home, even when they are too small and young to go to Sunday school. Take them upon your knees and teach them. Teach them of the love of God. Oh, he is such a gracious and merciful God. And our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, our Redeemer is so loving that he gave everything that he had for you and for me. I'm going to start with the reading the 23rd Psalm before I go into the text that I had picked today. And I just wanted to go over this kind of briefly. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Is the Lord your shepherd? Is the Lord that one that leads you? You know that a shepherd, the good shepherd leads his sheep and his lambs into those places as we read here where the waters and the green pastures are. 
Is the Lord your shepherd that you can lead your little ones also, you mothers and fathers? Do you want to lead your children into those places where they hear the word, the living word of God, and are able to drink of the living waters and eat of that life, that life-giving manna, the bread of life? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. That's what a good shepherd does. Leads us in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Oh, what a comfort it is to have that staff to lean upon. That staff of Jesus Christ, the staff that he has given us. When we can ask ask to have our sins forgiven and washed away in his precious atoning blood. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil my cup runneth over that is the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit that we all receive when we have received Jesus Christ in our hearts when we have confessed our faults one to another and when we have heard those precious words spoken unto us that believe all forgiven in Jesus name and his precious atoning blood He says that we have the Holy Spirit because it has been given unto us. And if we do not have the Holy Spirit, we are none of his. Oh, that we all would have that Holy Spirit. Then he says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Oh, will we dwell in the house of the Lord forever? Especially you young ones, teenagers, will you endeavor to ask the Lord to give you strength that you can dwell in the house of the Lord forever, that you won't go out in this world to seek the pleasures of this world, the the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, not only the young, but the elders also, all of us. For we are all weak, and we err many times. Err many times, even every day. We need the strength. We need the strength and the, the, the leading of the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us on this way of life. I would ask that you would say a prayer unto the Heavenly Father that he will allow this servant that stands before you to be able to bring forth that word of God in truth and in purity so that it might be edifying to our undying souls 
and that God's name would be glorified. For don't we want that God's name would be glorified in our hearts and that he would always be glorified in us. I've chosen to read a portion which already Wilfred left read a part of it in the 19th chapter of John. But I'll just start reading Let me see now. I'll start reading from the 16th verse of the 19th chapter of John and read through to the through the 37th verse. We'll read this in Jesus' name. And I hope that this will also bring us some thoughts about our blood mother because it is very much about him and her as Wilfred said then delivered he him therefore unto them to be crucified and they took Jesus and led him away and he bearing his cross went forth into a place called the place of a skull which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha where they crucified him and two other with him on either side one and Jesus in the midst and Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross and the writing was Jesus of Nazareth the king of the Jews this title then read many of the Jews for the place where Jesus was crucified was nigh to the city and it was written in Hebrew and Greek and Latin then said the chief priest of the Jews to Pilate Write not the king of the Jews, but that he said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts to every soldier a part, and also his coat. Now the coat was without seam, woven from the top throughout. They said therefore among themselves, Let us not rend it, but cast lots for it. Whose it shall be, that the scripture might be fulfilled, which saith, They parted my raiment among them, and for my vesture they did cast lots. These things therefore the soldiers did. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother, and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Cleopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then said he to the disciples, Behold thy mother. And from that hour that disciple took her in, unto his own home. After this Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith I thirst now there was set a vessel full of vinegar and they filled a sponge with vinegar and put it upon his and put it to his mouth but when when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar he said it is finished and he bowed his head and gave up the ghost the Jews therefore because it was the preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day 
for that Sabbath day was a high day. Besought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Then came the, the soldiers and break the legs of the first and of the other which was crucified with him. And when they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, they break not his legs. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side, and forthwith came there out blood and water. And he saw, and he that saw it bear record, and his record is true, and he knoweth that he saith true, that ye might believe. For these things were done, that the scriptures should be fulfilled, a bone of him shall not be broken. And again another scripture saith, they shall look on him whom they pierced. Amen. So, we know that it has not been long ago that you have heard sermons about the crucifixion of Jesus but I felt that we should hear it more often about the crucifixion and the, and the glorious resurrection of Jesus which it goes on a little further but it would be a lot of writing reading we know that Jesus after he died on the third day he arose again from the dead and he went behind the closed doors he showed himself to the disciples and he breathed on them first he said peace be unto you and he breathed on them and he said receive ye the Holy Ghost and then he said whosoever sins ye remit they are remitted unto them whosoever sins ye retain they are retained that was a very important happening and it is something that we do not want to think lightly of or to forget. Jesus breathed on his disciples and he said receive ye the Holy Ghost. That's how we have been able to receive the Holy Ghost also although it was on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Ghost came down in tongues of fire upon the disciples. That was the abiding Holy Spirit that came down then. But first of all we say that we begin our text here that then delivered he them. Then this was after Jesus was taken into the court to be judged by Pontius Pilate then delivered he that's who it is he Pontius Pilate who condemned Jesus to die he delivered him therefore unto them that is to the Jews that brought Jesus there to be judged to die and so Pontius Pilate he delivered them unto him to be crucified unto them to be crucified and they took Jesus and led him away now maybe you as mothers could even 
start to think a little bit also that what a tragedy it was for the mother of Jesus to have her son taken like this and condemned to die condemned to be nailed to the cross but this was all in God's plan even as we heard earlier from the very beginning that Jesus was going to have to be crucified the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world even as John the Baptist pointed out and he also was born of woman and that was another another birth that was kind of miraculous also because Elizabeth the mother of John was very old Zacharias being an old man also and yet God saw that they would have a son and that son John the Baptist who was born of Elizabeth and Zacharias let's read a little bit about about that when when John was uh, was born uh, if I can find it here anyway Zacharias Zacharias spoke very he was given when he was given his mouth was able to be opened uh, his mouth was able to be opened and he spoke very very strongly how that that John would be a forerunner for Jesus the son of God uh, and and he spoke very highly of that and I just won't take the time to find it right now and uh, but it was all prophesied all prophesied all these things were prophesied by the prophets of old and even from the very beginning in Genesis where Jesus was when God said that 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 uh, the seed of the woman will be uh, will 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 hurt will bruise the head of the serpent and that serpent would bruise his heel right from the very beginning and even Wilfred brought out how it is that the blood had to be shed even to our first parents after they had sinned they had sinned in the garden of Eden and they had to have the the blood that was shed even from those animals to represent the blood that Jesus had to shed as we read about on the cross here and he bearing his cross went forth into a place called the place of a skull which is which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha we're all familiar with that the hill of Golgotha where Jesus had to go 
to be crucified, where they crucified him and two other with him on either one on either side, one and Jesus in the midst. Now there was two what they call malefactors that were nailed to the cross, one on each side of Jesus. And they were both sinners. They were there because of their evil deeds. Jesus was there because he had no sin, but because he was condemned by his own people, the Jews, and by Pontius Pilate, who was the governor. Now, one of them, along with the people, with the crowd, they cried out that if you be Christ, the Son of God, allow yourself to come down from the cross. And so did this one who was nailed there, said the same thing. They wagged their heads and they made fun of Jesus. But the other one, he believed that Jesus, who was there beside him, was the Son of God. And he says, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. He already believed. He said to the other one, he rebuked the other one, he says that we are here because we deserve to be here. But this one does not deserve to be here. He has done nothing amiss. Remember he was without sin. And Jesus told this one that today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Can you just imagine the warmth in the heart of that one who at that very last moment of time was given the promise of eternal life. But that's how gracious Jesus our Lord and Savior is and how merciful our Heavenly Father is. That even at the last moment if it happens to be that way He will not forsake us. He will bring us all the way home. And so it is with any who have walked on the ways of this life, the ways of the world. It is not too late yet to repent. To repent and to confess your many faults and have your sins washed away in the blood of Jesus and in his holy and precious name. We do not know. We heard this morning in Revelations that the time is short. And truly it is. The time is very, very short. There is not much time left. We do not know the day or the hour that the Son of Man will come. That blood mother that we are talking about Jesus Christ our Lord and our Savior he is coming again but the day of grace is still open the doors of grace are still open and if there be any here this day that have not the assurance that they are 
a child of God, that their sins have been washed away. Do not put it off. Do not put it off another day, another moment. But ask. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. This is the scriptures. So we see here that Jesus was taken away and led to the hill of Golgotha to be crucified. And the people, they didn't like what Pontius Pilate had written on there, that the king of the Jews, but they said that he said, right that he said, I am the king of the Jews. But Pontius Pilate was adamant in what he had written. He said, what I have written, I have written. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts to every soldier a part, and also his coat. Now the coat was without seam, woven from the top throughout. We hear a lot about that coat that's woven without the seam. And and uh, we won't go into that now. They said, therefore, among themselves, let us not rend it, but cast lots for it, whose it shall be, that the scripture might be fulfilled, which saith, They parted my raiment among them, and for my vesture they did cast lots. These things, therefore, the soldiers did. So you see how the scriptures are fulfilled in every every bit. Every jot and detail of the scriptures is fulfilled, and it is being fulfilled. Now they stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother. Now can we picture his mother standing there? Seeing her son hanging on the cross. Not yet knowing that what was, what was really happening. I don't believe that she really even knew that Jesus was there, her son was there to take away the sins of the world. But she even had to, she even had to be shown that when, when she brought Jesus to be, to be uh, uh, circumcised, when she brought him to the temple, and Simeon came there, and we read in the second chapter of Luke, and Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Then he says, Yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. And it goes on to speak about Anna the prophetess and so forth also. The Holy Spirit had revealed unto them that this was the Lord and the Savior. Simeon said, Now let thy servant depart in peace, for I have seen the salvation of the Lord. And how important it was. And Mary, the mother of Jesus, 
she had to have that sword pierce her heart also. Just because she was the mother of Jesus did not save her. She had to have that saving that came by her son Jesus who hung on the cross, who shed his blood for her also. And that sword had to pierce her heart. She had to come to realize that she was also a sinner. That she was also a sinner. Many of us probably would think that, oh, how could she, the mother of Jesus, be a sinner? But remember that from the beginning, we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There is none good, no, not one. And so we have all had to come to that place where we know that we need a Savior. And we have to come to that place where we have received Jesus as our own Lord and our Savior, our Redeemer, the one who has shed his blood for us and cleansed us of all our sins. So there was Mary, the mother of Jesus, the wife of Mary also, the wife of Cleopas, and Mary Magdalene. It seems strange that there's so many Marys in the Bible, and uh, but yet it's a very common name in the Bible. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, Jesus saw his mother there. I'm sure that it was heartrending for him also, and but he wanted to make sure that his mother was taken care of. Even his earthly mother, that she was taken care of. So he spoke to John, who is that one that he loved. It says, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciple, that was to John, Behold thy mother. He wanted to make sure that she was taken care of as far as the worldly, as far as her natural care was. He was already taking care of her when he was hanging on the cross. And John took her into his own home, as it says here. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now there was set a vessel full of vinegar. They filled a sponge with vinegar and put it upon hyssop and put it to his mouth. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and he gave up the ghost. He gave up the ghost. He died. That ghost that it's speaking of here is the Holy Spirit. He had to give up that Holy Spirit because he had to go into the grave and into the into hell. He had to descend into hell. But then that Holy Spirit made him, caused him to arise from the dead after he had been victorious over sin, death, hell, and the devil. He is our victor. He is the captain of our salvation. We want to look to him for our all in all, for all our needs, 
look to Jesus who is the victor and he will care for us he will watch over us and he will protect us as he has promised and even as we read in the 23rd Psalm that the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want and so it says then that the Jews therefore because it was the preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day for the Sabbath day was a high day besought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away another thing of the scriptures here the prophets then came the soldiers and brake the legs of the first and of the other which was crucified with him these both these soldiers these 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 uh, men that were crucified with Jesus they had their legs broken but we see here that but when they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already they break not his legs because that was already prophesied that not a bone would be broken but one of the soldiers with his spear pierced his side yes it does not say that he wouldn't be pierced the spear pierced his side and forthwith came there out blood and water how precious is that blood that flowed on the cross of, from the cross of Calvary from the body of Jesus our Lord and our Savior Redeemer it is that cleansing fluid that cleanses us of all sin and it is the only cleansing fluid that can do this and he that saw it bear record and his record is true that was John who saw it he was there he bear record and his record is true and he knoweth that he saith true that ye might believe do you believe all these happenings that happened to Jesus they are true Jesus John saw them with his own eyes and he speaks of it in other places for these things were done that the scripture should be fulfilled a bone of him shall not be broken there was not a bone broken in his body he was already dead another and again another scripture saith they shall look on him whom they pierced they pierced his side so that that blood would flow out and that is what is the cleansing fluid that has washed away our sins and we know that the blood is mentioned so many many places in the scriptures Wilfred talked about it in the very beginning when the animals animal had to be had to be killed and the blood shed so that Adam and Eve could be clothed and when the Israelites were walking in the wilderness you remember that God demanded that Moses tell the people to slay a lamb without spot and without blemish and take the blood and mark the doorposts and the lintel with blood and if they all that did this the angel of death would pass over them without causing them harm but all that did not have the blood on their, on their doorposts and the lintels of their doors the firstborn of that house 
of every house in Egypt and even of the animals they died that night because the angel of death passed over and did not see the blood so how important is that blood to us today that blood was just a significant signifying the blood of Jesus but it all had a very very deep meaning and now we read about the blood of Jesus flowing from the center cross of Calvary but he is not dead he has risen he has ascended into heaven he is sitting at the right hand of God the Father Almighty and because he has risen we also will not lay in the grave without being raised up or if we should happen to be here when Jesus comes we will be changed in the twinkling of an eye and we will be taken up to be with him do you want to be with him do you want to go with him on that last day whether you be lying in the grave you will be raised up with a new body whether you are still here that body will be changed also to a glorified body and we will be able to be with him forever and ever and we will be with him where he says on that last day that come ye blessed of my father and inherit that kingdom that has been prepared for you from the foundation of the world oh what a joyous day that will be when we can be with him forever and ever to sing praises and glory unto his name I have not seen nor ear heard but is great it is a great reward that is prepared for us oh it will be worth it all no matter what we have to go through on this earth in this life it will be worth it all when we see Jesus and he says come come ye blessed of my father Oh, how sad it will be for those who hear the words, Go ye away from me, accursed. I never knew you. Into that lake of fire that was prepared for the devil and his angels. Oh, I pray that none of you here will have to hear those terrible words, but that you will all hear the words to come. Come, the blessed of my Father. So may God add his blessings to these few words and the reading of his word. And let us continue, continue in the faith, believing and trusting in Jesus, our blood mother, our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, in that to that end, may God bless each one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Shall we say a... Heavenly Father, as we have been invited to partake of the, the uh, gifts that have been prepared for us to nourish our natural body, we do ask thy blessing upon each one that has had a hand in it and we ask thy blessing upon the 
the food itself because we know that all things are from thy hand and we ask that thou would bless each one of us bless this congregation bless the young ones who are growing up in this congregation and on this special Mother's Day bless all the mothers the mothers to be and all the mothers that have been the Lord bless us and keep us the Lord make his face shine upon us and be gracious unto us the Lord lift up his countenance upon us and give us everlasting peace in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost Amen I might add that it's very nice to be back here even though our official address is in Florida we still call this home Riley and I because it just seems like home got a wedding announcement to read in the celebration of love Mr. and Mrs. Raymond Aho request the honor of your presence at the marriage of their daughter, Jana May, to James Albury, son of Roberta Coombs and the late Kenneth Coombs, on Saturday, the 22nd of May, 1999, at 12 o'clock noon, Cathedral of the Pines, 75 Cathedral Entrance, Range, New Hampshire, reception immediately following ceremony, Hidden Hills, Route 202 and Range. There's a meal served downstairs, especially for mothers. Group 8 is serving all our invited to stay for dinner. Our services will continue this afternoon at 2 o'clock. And then Monday evening, the Philip Somro family will come to do the monthly cleaning of the church. Tuesday evening is our annual meeting, the congregational annual meeting, Tuesday at 7.30. There'll be a church service Thursday evening at 7.30. Next Saturday, uh, the confirmation classes continue at 9 o'clock here at the church. And then next Sunday, Sunday school at 9.30, church following at 10.30 with an evening service at 7. In closing this morning, we'll sing song 552. And during the singing of this song, we'll carry a fuel offering for the benefit of the church.